This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Thursday, August 1st, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Yesterday afternoon, the Annapolis City Council unanimously voted to confirm a new police chief, a new fire chief, as well as a new director of the Office of Emergency Management. Police Chief Edward C. Jackson was sworn in immediately after the meeting by Mayor Buckley and now takes over the Annapolis Police Department effective immediately. Fire Chief Doug Romali, who is currently the acting chief as current chief David Stokes is still on vacation. Stokes will officially retire on August 26th when Romali will be named the fire chief. Kevin Simmons, who has been the chief of the Office of Emergency Management, will continue to do his job, but he's just sort of switched over into the mayor's office as a director. So it is a cabinet level position as opposed to a fire department position. In a statement, Mayor Buckley said the team we have now will waste no time in getting to work. I know they will do well in serving the residents of our great city. I look forward to working with them and seeing the results. So our public safety team is back up to speed. Speaking of the Annapolis Police Department, just before midnight on Tuesday, officers responded to Ben's Drive for a report of armed suspects in the area. When they arrived, they did locate one of the suspects who did flee on foot. When officers finally did apprehend them, they found 19 grams of suspected crack cocaine, 5 grams of suspected heroin, $3,500 in cash, and a loaded handgun. That handgun was reported stolen in Howard County. They did arrest Keontae McGowan, 23, of Annapolis. He does have a fairly significant criminal background already, and he was charged with two counts of possession of a controlled and dangerous substance with the intent to distribute, concealment of a dangerous weapon, and nine other criminal charges. He is being held without bond at the Jennifer Road Detention Center. In his most recent criminal case prior to this, it was January 2019, which was an assault case, And that, for some reason, was placed on the STET docket, which does allow the Anne Arundel County State's Attorney's Office to reopen that assault case if they desire. I imagine they will now with this new arrest. Yesterday morning at about 6.30 a.m., Anne Arundel County Police responded to the 7800 block of Americana Circle in Glen Burnie for a report of shots fired. When they arrived, they spoke with a victim who fled from the area after four men approached his vehicle and fired two shots into it. The four were unknown to the victim, and police say there was no other additional property damage other than the victim's car. Anybody that has any information is asked to give a call to the Northern District Detectives at 410-222-6135. The Anne Arundel County State's Attorney's Office got a little bit of a win in the Jared Ramos case yesterday when Judge Laura Ripkin said that they can review records relating to his mental health since he has been incarcerated. Ramos's lawyer argues that it is privileged and wouldn't be relevant until a second phase of the trial if a jury finds Ramos guilty. Ripken disagreed with that. She also decided that the prosecutors can see records of visits received by Ramos in a detention center, although the names will be redacted. Records about his phone calls will also be released to prosecutors. Ramos is charged with the murder of five employees of the Capitol Gazette in their newsroom on June 28th, and in that attack, John McMurrah, Wendy Winters, Rebecca Smith, Gerald Fishman, and Rob Hyassen were all gunned down. Late yesterday afternoon, President Trump announced that he is appointing Sean Spicer, yes, Spicy, the former White House press secretary, to serve on the Board of Visitors for the United States Naval Academy. 
Spicer does have some history in Annapolis. He has sailed here before. He did not go to the Naval Academy, although he does serve as a commander in the U.S. Navy Reserve currently. And in keeping with the way things are done in Washington, Spicer thanked the president for the, quote, honor to serve in a tweet after Trump made the announcement. More Navy-related news. Save the date for this Saturday. Navy fans are entitled to the 2019 Navy Football Fan Fest and Media Day. It gets underway at 10 a.m. at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium on Saturday the 3rd. Goes till about noon, and you will have all the Navy players there to sign autographs on the blue side of the concourse. From 10 to 11, they'll go down to the field to interact with fans and take group photos. FanFest is free, and it's going to include interactive inflatable games, giveaways, live music. The first 250 kids will receive a free t-shirt, no adults, kids only. And if you want to drive there, park on the blue side through Gate 5, which is off of Taylor Avenue. It will cost you $5 to park there. However, the event itself is free. And if you do not have your Navy football tickets or your Navy merch, that will be available for purchase there as well. Also happening on Saturday, it's going to be Guinness's birthday party. Yes, the Open Gate Brewery and Barrel House by Guinness has been now open to the public for one full year. Just a couple numbers from it. It is the first Guinness brewery on American soil in more than 60 years. They have produced 80 unique brews, seen more than 400,000 visitors, and they have a great first birthday party planned. It included a sold-out beer dinner last night, a beer release tonight, a cornhole tournament on Friday, and a birthday party with a concert on Saturday. If you want to learn a little bit more about the Guinness Open House Gate Brewery and Barrel House, head on over to the Maryland Crabs podcast and check out the conversation that Tim had with Ryan Wagner, who is the ambassador for Guinness. And while Guinness is throwing a party, Woodstock will not. Yes, the 50th anniversary Woodstock Festival, which was hyped to be coming to the Meriwether Post Pavilion in Columbia in August, ain't happening. Organizers are now blaming, quote, conflicting radius issues in the D.C. area, saying that many acts are able to participate and others passed for their own reasons. For example, Santana is going to be playing the Jiffy Lube live in Bristow, Virginia on August 14th. They don't want him playing too close to another venue in distance or time. Jay-Z, John Fogarty also pulled out, Miley Cyrus pulled out, and talking to Seth Hurwitz, who's the chairman of IMP, which actually operates the Meriwether Post Pavilion, he said that it was just too late in the game. Hopefully, with plenty of time to prepare, Meriwether will become the site of a future festival that captures the original vibe. A lot of people clearly wanted it to happen. All is not lost for Woodstock, though. A smaller event will be held on August 15th through the 18th in Bethel, New York, which is the site of the original festival. Scheduled to play there is Ringo Starr, Santana, and John Fogarty. So, not too bad. All right, it is Thursday, so that means we have Trevor standing by with your Annapolis Makerspace Maker Minutes. Of course, we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. They are all coming up in just one minute. But first, let me tell you about Kegs in Corks, which is coming on August 17th. Yes, that's now only 16 days away. You better get your tickets because you do get in an hour early, and it is one festival that you do not want to miss. As I said a month and a half ago, we've ordered up great weather for it, so get your tickets today. And you have to buy them at the Kegs and Corks website to get that early admission, and that's kegsandcorksfest.com. 
Hey, it's Gina Crash. Join me Saturday, August 17th for the Kegs and Corks Festival at the Anne Arundel County Fairgrounds. Tickets benefit the Special Olympics of Maryland and include a souvenir glass, unlimited wine and beer samples, plus live music by Amish Outlaws, Jay Corsi Willis and the Stone Authors, and XPD Band. Enjoy over 80 Maryland wines, 40 craft beers, incredible food, unique arts and crafts, and more. Go now to kegsandcorksfest.com for tickets. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Thursday, August 1st. We'll start off August today in the Annapolis region, much like we ended July, and that'll be with a chance of showers and storms throughout the day with highs in the 85 to 92 degree range. Same for tomorrow and Saturday with highs in the 80s and an increased threat of rain before skies likely clear for much, if not all, of Sunday with highs back in the 86 to 93 degree range to finish off the weekend. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Looking for a place where you can dine, catch a live music performance, shop, and enjoy weekly entertainment all in one place this summer? Head over to the Annapolis Town Center, where food, fun, and events are happening all summer long. Enjoy happy hour at a restaurant, jam out to a live local performance, watch a movie under the stars, and shop tons of stores. It's all happening at the Town Center. For more details, check out the Town Center's website at visitatc.com. Every week, makers, crafters, and educators hold events all over the area. Highlighting some of those, here's our Makers Minute, brought to you by Annapolis Makerspace. Hey, this is Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. On Saturday in Ocean Pines, down near Berlin, Maryland, they're having their Pioneer Arts and Crafts Festival, celebrating the 42nd anniversary with artisans and crafters from Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. This festival features all handcrafted items. Even if you're not a beach person, Berlin is a beautiful town, and this is a great excuse to head down that way. On Sunday is the first Sunday Arts Festival. With over 130 local and regional artists, this is one of the best local arts festivals in the area, and it's right in our backyard. And next Wednesday and Thursday, the National Electronics Museum in Lenticum is having the second session of their Pioneer Camp, studying electricity and magnetism for children ages 8 to 11. So registration is open for that. And if you missed the first session, this is going to be a repeat of that one. At Ray of Light Studio off of Margaret Avenue, both Tuesday and Wednesday, they're having a Chesapeake-themed Zentangle, making crabs, herons, and horseshoe crabs using the relaxing and repetitive design of Zentangle. Sunday at Local by Design, they're having a fused glass seahorse or mermaid class. Designs by Leslie will help you create your own seahorse or mermaid hanging ornament out of fused glass. All next week at Art Farm in Annapolis, they're doing a painting and drawing summer camp with a focus on different genres of art. This camp covers impressionism, abstract painting, sketching, and watercolors. Art Farm is also hosting an adult open mic night on Tuesday, and their adult intro to improv camp continues on Wednesday nights. Tomorrow at the library on Mountain Road, they're doing How to Program a Robot for Kids, entering third and fourth grades. This two-session program is presented by the Pasadena Robotics Team. Pongo's Learning Lab and Coder Kids Club in Crofton has three more summer camps next week. The first is their robotics summer camp for ages 3 through 8, exploring, building, and programming robots without code, meeting a robotics engineer, completing challenges, as well as building your own robot to take home. Kids will work with Ozobots, Wonder Workshop, and Lego Robotics. The second summer camp Pongo's has next week is Minecraft Builders for grades K through 12. Kids will be building in Minecraft and the real world. They'll learn how to make their own Minecraft skins and texture packs, 
learn how to use redstone and commands to add interactivity to their builds, as well as completing guided build challenges. And finally, Pongos has an animation all-star summer camp for grades K through 8 next week. Kids will learn the basics of stop-motion animation, including planning, storyboarding, and scripting their stories in small groups. They will also create sets and characters and bring them to life. Finally, they'll add voiceovers, sound effects, and music. And next week at the Annapolis Makerspace, on Monday, the electronics class takes a break from teaching, and the group will be studying amplifiers in a basic workshop. On Tuesday is our monthly Autodesk Fusion 360 3D Design Workshop. If you want to learn about 3D design and have questions about Autodesk Fusion 360, this is a great night to drop in. And as always, Wednesdays is our woodworking open night, and Thursdays is our electronics open night. And if you have any questions about the Annapolis Makerspace, the Maker Minutes, or any of these events, feel free to contact me at trevor at makeannapolis.org, or just drop me a line and let me know what we could be doing better. You can catch me tonight and every Thursday night at Annapolis Makerspace on Renard Court for Electronics Night, and you can find links to all of these events at the Annapolis Makerspace website at makeannapolis.org. And whether you're making art, software, sawdust, or just a mess, chances are you're already a maker. This has been Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. Hi, this is Kevin Canale. Michael Sanderson. The host of the Maryland Association of Counties official podcast, The Conduit Street Podcast. We like to talk Maryland policy and Maryland politics. That's what we're all about. Why counties? Well, look at the stuff we do. Education, public safety, environment, taxes, all the areas that people care about. Counties care about that, too. So our podcast is for counties, but it's also for anyone out there who's interested in talking about public policy. Absolutely. We did a whole episode on Uber and Airbnb and new disruptive technologies. Right. We've been covering school funding debate, probably in more depth than anybody else out there. We've talked about President Trump's tax reform, uh, redistricting lawsuits, cleaning up the Chesapeake Bay, all that kind of stuff. It's part of our beat. Why do we call it Conduit Street? Well, that's where we are. That's who we are. You Annapolitans on this podcast, you know it is that street right over there by Chicken Ruth's. Now, that's an Annapolis institution. We want to be, too. That's our headquarters, and it's sort of our brand. You can listen to the Conduit Street podcast wherever you get your podcasts, catch us on Fridays, and get a roundup of policy and politics from right here in Annapolis and around Maryland. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.